Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. And putting on your shoes nightmare at the airport. But now, there's an easier way new hands free Skechers slip ins. With new Skechers slip ins, you just step in and go without bending down or looking for a place to sit. Try new machine washable hands free Skechers slip ins. These caramel cold brew MMs are like MMs with a coffee shop vibe. Maybe too much of a coffee shop vibe. This next one is about the importance of friendship, so I'm gonna maintain eye contact while I sing it. Oh boy. You've seen the paintings. The Thanksgiving turkey being served at grandma's. The weathered farmer sending his baby-faced son off to college. Now be sure and write. The wise police officer sitting at the soda bar, talking a young boy out of running away from home. Where are you going, son? Norman Rockwell didn't create the best in us. He just inspired the best. Inspiration. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. We're about to take it back, back, back. You are now tuned in to Atlanta's hottest radio show. KLP Aftermath. We shut it down on the studio. You're rocking with the best. Oh, this is Ludacris. What's going on? This is Drake. This Tiger Young Money Zone. It's your boy Wiz Khalifa, man. This is Big Sean. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Kanye West. It's Jay-Z. Yo, this is your boy Wiz. With your host, Kennedy Lucas. On Swanky 93.3 Radio Station. The Heat 94.6 E Radio Station. Morning, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. This is the KLP Aftermath Season 6 with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. And, of course, we have our nearest and dearest today. Guys, my peeps, my fan base, everybody here in the studio, happy August 1st. We're finally in August. Um, I just want to say, you know, we made it to, it's still kind of the summertime, Simone. But we're getting ready for that fall season right um it's coming around the corner fall is coming up we've got a lot of things coming up this fall comment below how was your summer and i say this very briefly because i do know that there's a lot of uh people that's probably getting ready to get back to work this summer they're probably getting ready for uh if you are uh educator I got to say thank you first and foremost, uh, all of my educators out there who either work in, you know, school districts, uh, elementary, middle, high schools, or if you are a professor, right? If you're in the college university world and you're getting ready to kick back in with um, university work, you know, very, very excited. Uh, and we say this a lot and we'll, we'll say it here on the show. Uh, we are partnered with an institution as well uh, to gain some more revenue if you will not gonna really explain you know the university because you know you got y'all know how we do we can't really name the university on our shows anymore but uh we're getting ready to rock and roll with that too so it's it's quite interesting it very very is uh very interesting uh for sure if you're getting ready to come back to the university world after your great big summer um this summer has been i don't know a lot of people are saying that this summer has been long um but then some people are saying that it's quick right and i don't know what it is it feels like it was both to me like i feel like long days are long when you know you really don't have too much going on within the day and when it's hot too it's it's the longest days but now it's like when it's not the hottest days and you got things going on it's going by really quick because we're already here and it's august 1st today's august 1st we're at the beginning of the month shout out to all my rent payers out there if you're getting ready to pay your rent or pay some bills shout out to you guys i do have to say Again, we have Simone here in the studio, and it feels so good to be back. And we're going to try our very best to get you guys two shows this week um, because we are shutting down this weekend. I am heading to Miami this weekend, so I won't be doing anything. Podcast, media, company running, I won't be doing anything, Simone. But Simone, how are you today, honey? I'm going to keep saying this, Kennedy. It's getting hotter and hotter and hotter each day. I don't know what it is. It's here in Atlanta. It's very, very muggy, and it's very humid. But I do say to everybody to stay nice and cool. Uh, it's, a, it's a good, because I'll be honest, 
some of the days that we've seen has been good because it's been sunshiny right but it's just been really really hot we also had some bad days where it's a stormy storm and it's like I don't know it's like a big storm like a hurricane is gonna come through and God forbid knock on wood that it doesn't you know I don't want that bad evil on us but like it's been a very bad stormy days but I do agree that it has been for me it felt like it, it went kind of quick right I remember when it was May we was just getting started with the season and now it's, it's August so um, we're here in the studio can't wait for another exciting podcast as I always say to my ladies and my fellows out there, it's your girl, Simone Teagues, ready for another exciting, glorious podcast with Kennedy, KLP Aftermath. We are still in our sixth season. Um, I do got to thank everybody um, that stay tuned with us the entirety of the summer. This summer has been very, very fun in terms of podcasting. It's been, I don't know, it's been this, and I know this is my first season with the show. And I know, Kennedy, you've had six seasons, obviously six seasons, um, running so far and I gotta say this has been my favorite because I remember when I first got started I listened to all the shows all the seasons and all the shows and see how things have changed over the six seasons so it feels good to be in season six and you know the podcast has been booming everybody's been listening to it and I we're not gonna lie here on the show our numbers have been very very up so very very excited um I'm excited very very excited didn't do too much this weekend. I know we were getting ready to ask each other how was our weekend. My weekend was pretty, pretty chill. Uh, me and Kevin went out to dinner. I did spend some time with my girlfriends out there in Atlanta. Shopped them out for sure. Um, but it was kind of like a like a, a brunch kind of thing. It wasn't a club and night. It wasn't let's go out and let's hang out for the night. It was more of like a brunch and, you know, that's all that really happened this weekend so it was a grand grand slam weekend um i'm excited now i did see i did see some news about uh cardi b and i know i've got tea with simone teas i've got different topics for that but i really wanted to step on that one first while it's fresh in my mind um it's very very interesting that Cardi and I listen to Cardi B and Offset's latest song too. They 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 oh, they they killed that track, Cardi. They really went in. It was very interesting to see that because that's one of the things that you know we and me and my girlfriends we were texting throughout the weekend, and my girlfriends was like, "Hey, Simone, you need to talk about this on the show. Like, this is you know." So apparently, you know, Cardi B's on stage. She's performing. She's at a gig, and a fan threw a cup of uh, like a cup of drink with some ice on it. And it stopped the whole show, right? And she throws the micro the microwave, then throws the microphone at the fan. And that the fan got escorted out of the building. Honestly, I just wanted to do a quick little take with that. I think honestly, I think it was an accident. I think that fan was super hyped and she was jingling her drink and I think she got pushed. Right, she probably got shoved and she re- overreacted with the shove, causing that drink to spill on her. Right? You really think about it. You really think about like the impact of how it happened. I don't think the fan intentionally threw the, the cup of ice. Now, we all know with the latest trend because a couple days ago, Drake was in Madison Square Garden. Shout out to all of our people up there in New York. You know, Brawls getting thrown at him. Purses got thrown at him. Um, I wouldn't throw my whole purse at somebody like that because it has credit cards and debit cards and my personal information in that set purse. But people are getting creative with throwing their personal items at a fan base. I honestly don't think that it was uh, intentional, but is 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 seeming intentional. Now Cardi B is probably going to get and th- this report came out today or yesterday rather that she might be charged with battery with Charlie with throwing a microphone the heavy microphone that is at a uh at a fan so it's very very interesting i just wanted to do my little quick take on that um guys let us know what you think on that because that's very very exciting that was the, the the headlines of the podcast for sure yeah i honestly do think that it was an honest mistake um i i saw the footage too simone on instagram and because the shade room obviously posted on their instagram and then it went viral and then you saw it on twitter i mean x dumb name for twitter but anyway 
I think it was a. I think it was an accident. I really do. I think maybe she might have overreacted, but you just gotta be, uh, you know, around of your surroundings. Uh, it's very, very interesting that this has happened. Um, maybe um, they can get this problem dissolved out. But over the weekend, yeah, I saw it. And I was like, oh, shit, that's Cardi B. Like, Cardi B, don't play. Especially with her outfit. Because her outfit was really, really nice. And, you know, beautiful hair that she had on her head. So I can, I can, only, under, I can only imagine the frustration that uh cardi b must have had through that venture um but it did happen now speaking of what's going to happen what's coming up next of course we've got a grand slam podcast for you guys today but before we get to my topic of conversation from a fan out there that responded to our forum guys again you guys can go to our website uh type in uh write in the forum there and ask us any questions you would like to for us to ask for our show uh, we really do read the comments we really do read the forum and we get the questions in now before we get to that my girl monica gray she is back ladies and gentlemen with another great story about narcissism uh, she had more to say in the last episode but she didn't get it all out so we're going to get it all out here on today's episode guys check out monica gray in the evening yes the show is coming back very soon i'm sorry we produce quite a few shows but we have been producing shows as of late uh we we've all been in the studio uh animating for our new series called drafted uh you guys saw the poster i'm super excited about that one too um uh, by by far i'm super super excited about about that um series that's coming out um that's why we haven't been doing her show because we've been in the studio writing and voice acting and getting things done for that but monica take it away what is happening hello angels welcome back to another episode my voice does sound a bit different and nasally because somehow i ended up with, I don't even know, a little bit of a cold where it's like my sinus, like my eyes are very glassy. Um, and whatever that happens, it's like, why not just throw in a ton of makeup, right? Also, by the way, what's trending in the makeup community right now are like no lashes. And I am living for it because who wants to put on lashes when you simply just don't have to? So I'm thinking like, should I get like a serum so we can try and like grow them long? Like, what are we gonna do with the plan? I don't know yet. I am never the girl that comes home and I just plop in my bed. I do attribute this to the fact that I don't drink alcohol and I also I don't smoke, I don't drink, do anything. So it's like, no matter how tired I am, also I have type A personality traits, I, I must shower and do it and like take off my makeup i'm never gonna just sit in my bed you shed dead skin cells when you go to sleep okay i don't know if you do that but now you know and especially if you're in the city i was in manhattan okay when you're in manhattan i feel like the air is different and it's like seeping into my pores or something like that and i have to scrub a dub dub that off of me okay needless to say so i had a very fun weekend but i was super tired so i didn't end up going to bed i got home around 3 30 a.m then I had to pack my bag because I knew I was filming today. Then I had to shower and then go to bed. And I don't know if it's just me, but I kind of call this like a lazy shower where I will shower and then I just won't lotion before I go to bed. And that's like a lazy shower for me because it's like I didn't lotion, but it's like, oh, whatever. Because I knew I was going to wake up and shower in the next four hours and then lotion for the day then. So, yes. Part two of how to determine whether or not you are with a narcissist. Now, I did base... Uh, some of this off of a book that I reference quite frequently anytime I talk about NPD and it is the book called Psychopath Free by Jackson McKenzie and essentially it's a self-help book that focuses on recovering from these emotionally manipulative type of dynamics and there is like I told you guys in the last podcast episode there is, uh, there are questions that she has that I want to go over and then also we're going to talk about how to heal from these dynamics because like i said i don't always want to talk about the problems i want to offer a solution as well so let's get on into it one of the things that i love about this book is that it really encourages people to embrace self-compassion and self-empowerment and essentially the goal is to break free from these emotional and psychological like you know situations like the entrapment of these types of situations and these manipulative personalities 
that, you know, and help people re regain control of their life. And so before we dive into the test questions, I again just want to offer a little brief overview and insight as to what this book is. Again, this book is called Psychopath Free by Jackson McKenzie. I think I'll link this in the show notes for you guys down below. I highly recommend you read it. And just also before we go further, no, I'm not a doctor. I'm not licensed or whatever. Let's just get that out the way before someone comments that. I feel like I have to say that because people are like, you're not a doctor. Okay. Okay, but I'm still talking about it. Now what? Okay. Anyways, on to the next. So, like I said, it's a very powerful and self-help type of guide that focuses on recovering from these emotionally abusive relationships with narcissists. A lot of the times we throw this around, we throw this buzzword around, narcissist, person was a narcissist. But are they really? We're going to figure that out today. So, there are a bunch of questions that I want to read for you guys that I think is really impactful to really ask yourself. And you know what? Worst case scenario, <laughs> you might have some of these traits. And listen, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to diagnose you. I'm just here to have a healthy and open conversation. Okay, let's do it. So one of the aspects that this book really emphasizes is understanding the traits and the behaviors of these toxic individuals. So in order to aid in recognizing these patterns, all right, there are a list of personality test questions. Does the person that you're with frequently exaggerate their achievements and talents? This, this question is specifically designed to pinpoint potential narcissistic traits because narcissists, they often inflate their accomplishments, right? They're always seeking admiration and validation from other people. Do they show a lack of empathy or disregard for the feelings and the needs of others? This question is very crucial because when you're identifying, you know, sociopathic type of tendencies, a lack of empathy is a very common characteristic of individuals with psychopathy or antisocial personality disorder. I love this. I like watching a lot of true crime. And there are so many times where, I mean, even like Jeffrey Dahmer, am I allowed to say that on here? Oh my gosh. I hope I don't get demonetized for saying that. But he had no empathy for the things that he was doing. He was like completely disassociated. And he would talk about these things like it was a walk in the park. Like he was just brushing his teeth. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm not even going to go into detail because I don't want to get demonetized. But if you know Jeffrey Dahmer, everyone knows him like... He was literally executed for all of the things that he did, the horrific crimes that he committed. And he would just talk about it like it was a walk in the park. And he wanted to get caught by the time he got caught. He was like, listen, I absolutely did do these things. And I genuinely can't tell you why for the life of me. Well, I just can't care. And sidebar, I watched his little documentary and it did kind of make me upset when his parents were fighting over the fact that they wanted his brain to be researched. I don't remember which parent he had that didn't want his brain to be researched, but I wanted it to be researched because I wanted to know what was in that head of his? But that's just me. Anyways, next question. Do they display an inconsistent or unpredictable emotional state? Oof. Okay. Unstable emotions are the hallmark of certain personality disorders, such as borderline personality disorder. And this question helps individuals identify possible emotional instability in their partner. There is a difference between... This person just having a, being in a bit of a mood. Maybe they're going through something right now in life. So they tend to be a little, eh, type of life, you know, side of life versus you cannot predict this person's mood. I could be wrong, but I think from my past research that people that have borderline personality disorder, which is strictly environmental, because I don't believe that it's genetic. What they do is how this is formed is through chaotic type of environments in their upbringing. So let's say they have an alcoholic parent and that parent is coming home and one day they're lovey-dovey with their child and their child's very receptive to that. We wanna be loved by our parents. And then the next day they come back and they're criticizing them and they're being abusive towards them, maybe physically, verbally. They start to curate or cultivate different personalities to cope with their guardian or their parent's behavior. And that's how that is formed personality borderline personality disorder is formed so needless to say these people tend to have very extreme 
grandiose reactions to the most minimal things. Like here's an example. Again, not sure if it ever happened, but here's just an example. You're dating someone, maybe you don't even know that they have this disorder, you just think that they were just like a very moody person and you're already walking on eggshells. You go to the grocery store and let's say your boyfriend texts you and says, hey, make sure you uh, stop by the cleaners on your way home. Well, and then he, or, or let's say he double texts you and he goes, uh, do you know what time you're going to be able to be back? You're bagging groceries, you know, and next thing you know, you come home and all your stuff's on the lawn. So the question is, have you ever dated a narcissistic person? Come below. We want to hear from you guys. Thanks, Monica. I hope you do feel better. Um, yeah, you know, you came home and you were sneezing and, and sniffling. I said, hey, baby, you're going to have to go on over there because uh, I got to go out of town this weekend. So I don't need you coughing and huffing and, and wheezing all over me. Uh, just, yeah, just keep it, keep it, keep it on over there for me. All right. Love you. You know, we talk, we 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 chat, and yeah, and folks know that we. I like to clown Monica a whole lot on our shows. It's so so very very interesting. It is, and you know that's what she does. I mean, but we we love her for it. We really do. I love Monica. You know, she she give us the the contents that we need. Simone, it just it just really gets you going. Now, speaking of what gets us going here for the KLP Aftermath season six, of course, we're back with the podcast and also the klp aftermath reels guys if you guys haven't listened to the latest klp aftermath reels go check them out i gotta remember to to look into the camera when i do this simone because sometimes i'm looking all over i'm looking at you i'm looking all over and i'm not really looking to my audiences as well that's viewing the klp uh, aftermath reels now uh, i love to do these type of reels because you know we're back in front of the camera. We're here in the studio, and I can give you all, you know, some some exclusive, you know, some exclusive uh, content. Now, this was the question that was proposed by Bethany A. Shout out to you, Bethany, if you uh, reached out in our forum. Uh, we appreciate it. Now, I, I do like to do shout outs of names. I don't really do social media shout outs on our show, uh, simply because we have sponsors. So I can't really give Instagram or Twitter. Uh, shout outs but if you leave me your name definitely i shout your name out for sure now you write bethany you say have you ever uh sorry have you ever had a secret crush on someone in our free uh and a friend group uh any hints of who that might be also love your show continue doing your thing thank you bethany for sure and this was a good question this was a very very good question because i am guilty right I am guilty of having crushes to uh, a friend that was in our friend group. So I did, Bethany. I did have a crush on a friend that was in our friend group. Not this current group that I have now. My, my, my mafia squad, if you will, shout you guys out. Y'all know who you are. My squad. Can't wait to see y'all in Miami. We coming. Um, but this was another friend group. I got to say this was a, a friend group that was in production. So if you guys don't know, I did production. Uh, for a very very long time i want to say about five years with ggc athletics um shout out to ggc athletics we do have some news about ggc athletics it's coming soon i can't really spill the beans quite just yet but it's coming um so i did have a crush on this one girl um this was the year we had a lot of people join gdn and it was a great great moment because i gotta say this was in 2016 where we had a lot of people that year join the production team they really really joined it uh joined us and it, it was cool it was a very very cool moment um and we had not only just a working relationship simone but we also had a group uh like a, a what's it called a group me like a, a group chat right where you know we would text each other hey you know we've got a production meeting or we've got this and that going on or hey we're trying to we're going to be at the dining hall so if you guys want to join it was cool it was a very very cool moment um there was this one girl that i had a crush on and she did videography for a while um i think that was the only thing she did and she ended up leaving the group after the year so she didn't she didn't last long but i had a crush on her you know i was 2016 kennedy so i didn't have the muscles i didn't have the arms i didn't have the weight loss quite just yet i was still just a chubby kennedy back in that those those prime days and 
for the longest I kept trying to ask her out but I had to kind of pull back because I didn't want it to be awkward right I didn't want it to be awkward to where I confessed that I liked that person I'm not gonna name the name of course obviously because I don't know if she's watching today's show um, but I just didn't want to make it so awkward and I felt really really bad because I really wanted to ask that person out right I, I she, obviously she's in production I'm in production so we have something in common um, I would see her a lot not a whole lot but a lot on campus right after production of course obviously we're, we're college students so you had to go to your course class you had to get to where you were going in your core classes so I got into it you know I really got into it and you know we, we chat we ate lunch together we were vibing um and Bethany, do you want to know what happened? If you're watching this reel, what ended up happening to that crush in the group? Not only she's ended up leaving the group and she found another venture outside of GDN that she really wanted to partake in, but she pulled that loyal card, y'all. Because I did ask her out. I, I, I pulled the trigger. I, I, I don't know if it was, and, and I'm sure I didn't do, I'm sure that was, I didn't cause her to leave Simone. I didn't cause her to leave GDN. Um, but she said that, oh, Kennedy, you're so sweet. I, I, I'm really vibing with you too. But I have a boyfriend. Every time that line gets me, guys, every freaking time that when I have a chance and I need, I'm going to ask somebody out and really get into it. They pull the I have a boyfriend card every time, Simone. So that was that experience. And I, I felt really bad because I never really want to make it awkward um, for, for that person, obviously. But it turns out that she had a boyfriend and she was so in love with her boyfriend. So I had no chance. And then at the time, you know, I look. I, I had the confidence, but I had I didn't have so much of the confidence. Again, I didn't lose the weight that I had lost the weight now. I was still chubby back in 2016. So I was just a naive, chubby kid trying to get a hookup. And it didn't work out. She ended up leaving GDN for sure. Um, but yeah, that was my experience. That was the one experience that I've had crushes on a, a squad or circle, friend circle. My current circle, all my friends in my circle they're like my brothers and sisters right i i would never date anybody in my current circle because they're they're we're just so close as in brothers and sisters and we've had a, quite a few girls that came and gone in our circle that's you know that was in our current circle that they ended up having boyfriends or um they've had boyfriends that they're just so in love with the boyfriend and we also did have friends not current friends but we've had friends that had boyfriends but the boyfriends treated them like shit but then you know she still wanted to be with the boyfriend and you know they fall in love and then girls like that i don't go for and i don't mean to be disrespectful on the podcast but i just don't go for girls that don't really know as we get notifications girls that don't really know um their value right um because i've had i've liked not girls in our circle but i've liked girls out there from college and, and from gro growing up where they might have a boyfriend that the boyfriend really doesn't care for you or care for that girl but then the girl is so naive to the to the cause that uh she doesn't see her value she doesn't see the the, the worth that she's worth maybe that boyfriend is not for you because he doesn't really like you you're just rolling with the punches there um and i've liked girls like that and i i've tried to step away from girls like that because um you know, I, look, I'm, I'm different. I say to everybody, I'm very, very different when it comes to liking girls. I'm different with it. I'm more mature and I, I know what I want. Right. And if it's not if it's not the vibe that I'm going for, then I'm not going for that vibe. Um, so the girl from GDN, she was my vibe. Again, production. We did production together. Common interest there. Our common interest was film and i liked her i really did like her um but you know she uh you know she left and I, I don't know we haven't spoke ever since that that moment there so i don't know if she's out there or she's still in love with her boyfriend got married have kids i don't know i don't really know um but it's very very interesting so to answer that question bethany yes um i have liked 
a friend in our circle and have I kept it a secret until I had the balls to ask her out yes the ask out was a rejection <laughs> but um, I did have the courage to, uh, to do that so that was my uh, that was my moment um, I do appreciate everybody that's you know again the video version of the KLP reels is really really amazing now coming up next we've got Simone Simone is here tea with Simone teas to give us some juiciness and she got some good news some good juicy news for today's show Simone take it away okay so Drake took aim at Pusha T and Pharrell on his new feature with Travis Scott Drake has rekindled his feud with Pusha T by taking shots at his fierce rival on Travis Scott's new album Utopia while at the same time dragging Pharrell into the beef Travis's heavily anticipated project finally arrived at midnight on Friday, July 28th, and among the plethora of A-list features is a menacing guest verse from Drake on the song Meltdown. Produced by Coleman, Binks, Boy Wonder, Vinyls, and Takey, the double-sided track finds Drake addressing the Virginia natives in a not-so-subliminal fashion. I melt down a change that I bought from your boss, give a fuck about all of that heritage shit. Since we not around, the members don't hung up the Louis, they not even wearing that shit. In the bar about the chains, Drake appears to be referencing the custom chains that Pharrell auctioned off last year, which he was later seen wearing in his Jumbotron pop-in video. The jewelry totaled $3.3 million, and it included a 14-carat, three-tone NERD pendant chain, a white gold brain pendant chain, and a skateboard pendant chain. And when Drake references V, that's a nod to Virgil Abloh, the late fashion icon who Pharrell succeeded at Louis Vuitton following his death. This appears to be a warning shot aimed at both Pharrell and Pusha T, who were both in Paris last month for Pharrell's debut Louis Vuitton fashion show, where Pusha T also took aim at Jim Jones on a new clip song. And while the track Meltdown is the first time that Drake is going at Pharrell, him throwing jabs at Pusha T is nothing new. The pair's bitter rivalry exploded back in 2018, where they traded diss songs which went down as one of hip-hop's most memorable battles. So what do you think of these bars that Drake had for Pusha T and Pharrell on Travis Scott's Meltdown? And when do you think Pusha T will respond? Eminem doubles down on his greatest rappers list to Redman's approval. So Redman took the Instagram on Wednesday, July 26th to share a photo of Eminem wearing a shirt featuring his famous Till I Collapse lyrics, confirming that he is still the top of his list followed by Jay-Z, Tupac, and Biggie. Redman, who's selling the shirts in collaboration with the NYC-based skateboarding store Richmond Hood, wrote in the caption, My young bro Eminem stay reppin' and got his It Goes Reggie T. Only at richmondhood.com. If it ain't got the yellow tag, it's a fake F of the originals. Eminem previously spoke about his long-running admiration for Redman during a conversation with the man himself in 2015. Eminem also gave credit to Lil Wayne, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, and Joyner Lucas in 2020, while naming Big Daddy Kane, Tupac, Redman, Rakim, Naughty by Nature's Tretch, and Cool G Rap as his favorite rappers of all time. So Floyd Mayweather clears up the false accusations that he witnessed Tupac's murder. So on Thursday, July 27th, Floyd Mayweather took to Instagram where he addressed the rumor mill about him witnessing the late rapper's demise with his own eyes. In 1996, when Tupac Shakur was killed, I lived in the Meridian Apartments located on Flamingo and Colva Lane, which just so happens to be the area where Tupac was shot. I've never said I witnessed the shooting. All these false accusations stem from me sharing the location of the shooting with John Singleton due to my familiarity of the area since I lived there. This does not mean I witnessed Tupac's shooting. John Singleton was making a documentary or movie about Tupac, so he reached out to me asking where Flamingo and Colva Lane were located. John was my friend, so I showed him this location with no hesitation. The location of Tupac's shooting is public knowledge, and me living near there was just a coincidence. I did not witness Tupac Shakur's death. Earlier this week, Floyd Mayweather made headlines after a clip resurfaced on social media that appears to be from a 2014 visit to Las Vegas, where it appeared he admitted to seeing Pac get shot at the intersection of Flamingo and Coble on September 7, 1996, when he was just about 19 years old. It director John Singleton, who passed away in 2019, can also be seen in the clip. So J. Cole has admitted that he has a fear of going broke again. J. Cole has been one of hip-hop's most successful stars for over a decade, but that doesn't mean he's forgotten what it feels like to not have any money. During a recent interview with Kevin Hart on his Peacock series, Heart to Heart, J. Cole talked about being careful with his spending due to a fear of being broke again. J. Cole previously opened up about his financial anxiety on the song Rich, 
On his 2013 album Born Sinner, on which he rapped about growing up poor and later realizing that money can't buy happiness. He also discussed his relationship with money in a 2013 interview with the Wall Street Journal, saying that his desire to become rich was driven purely by comfort and safety, as well as the ability to help others. At the time, he said, I do want to make a lot of money, but that's only for safety purposes. Like, I don't have a lust of money, and I actually don't even have a lot of money. I know these people, they're my friends, and they're also rappers that I know. They love money. They're addicted to getting money. And that's cool, too. That's what makes some of the most successful businessmen. I don't love money like that. I love the comfort and safety and the ability to retire my mom, or if there's a problem with my brother or my father has a problem, I like that feeling of being able to provide. So that's the thing I do love about money. But to tell you the truth, what makes me the happiest is the music, working on the music. So what do you think about J. Cole revealing that he still has a fear of not having any money? So Inelie Chopper responds after fans trash his Nelly Hot in Here remake. So on Wednesday, July 26, Inelie Chopper posted a snippet of his music video for It's Getting Hot, which is set to arrive on Friday, July 28th. Although the post caption did say that it would drop sooner if he received 10,000 comments. It wasn't long before social media users began trashing him for flipping the party anthem. One fan even quote tweeted the clip and said, not to be dramatic when I say this, but this might be the worst song of 2023. In another Twitter reply that has since been deleted, Inelie said, Gotta listen to the whole song first to even give an opinion. This only a few seconds of the song, lol. Inelie Chapa doesn't seem too bothered by the negativity surrounding his new single, especially since Nelly himself endorsed it. Soon after the teaser went live, Nelly reposted a clip on his Instagram story writing, Go up, nephew, to which Chapa reacted with, Nelly approved. Chapa is no stranger to online hate, which is why he came to the defense of Sexy Red earlier this month because of the ridicule and negative comments she's faced since her arrival on the scene. Earlier this month, he took to Twitter to offer some words of encouragement to her, who he feels is getting treated poorly by fans and fellow musicians. Thanks, Simone. I really do appreciate it. Guys, that was T with Simone T's. Guys, you can only hear that exclusively on KLP Aftermath Season uh, six. Now, moving on to the this morning's podcast. Again, I, I do got to say thank you to everybody that's watching the KLP Aftermath Reels. Got the camera booted right back up on to me as well as we talk about something that's very, very interesting. Um, so, yes, we we might we might see a next gen console from nintendo now uh sources say that nintendo targets 2024 with next gen console uh i'm excited right because look we have the playstation 5 we have the xbox series x and s right i'm excited for this next gen console simply because i'm excited for more newer fresher nintendo games right I believe, and this is just speculation, Simone and fan base, this is speculation. I don't know what we're going to get next year, right? But I want to see a new Mario Kart game. I want to see a brand spanking new Super Smash Brothers game with story mode. They pissed us off with that. We didn't get a story mode in this one. I think they, that was a missed opportunity, honestly. They could have put a story mode in Ultimate, and, and it would have been really, really good. But anyway... Now, according to multiple people with knowledge on Nintendo's next-gen console plans, the company is likely to release a new hardware during the second half of 2024. Now, we're, we're probably going to see, I mean, around this time next year, right? It's, we got to wait uh, to ensure that this that it has ample stock available on day one and to avoid the kind of shortages like PlayStation 5 have. Um, although specific details on the consoles are being kept uh, closely guarded, obviously, now... The VGC, the video game podcast, spoke to indicate the next-gen console would be able to use in portable mode similar to Nintendo Switch. Um, I'm excited, right? I, I do want to see this. I, I know a lot of people went out and got the OLED Switch. That doesn't classify as the next-gen console. It's still the same thing, just with an OLED screen. Um, I saw it. I saw the OLED, not in, so I did see it in person, Simone, when we were filming in New York. Obviously, I had to go to Nintendo Store in New York. That's a must. And I saw it, and it was nice. Really, really nice. I just don't think, for me, I didn't pick up the OLED. I know a lot of people who already got the day one Switch ended up going and buying the OLED. You know, I, I at that time, I had got the Switch, and then I had got my PlayStation 5, right? So I, I didn't see a need to go out there and get the OLED when it came out. Um... 
I do think that the OLED's gonna come down in price, maybe. Maybe Christmas time will come down in price, so that way people can kind of get excited for the rumored speculation of a second Switch. Now, the current Switch comes with a 32 gigabyte internal memory. Uh, while many current gen like PlayStation and Xbox come with 100 gigabytes in internal storage and memory, like its processor, the Nintendo Switch console will also accept physical games via the cartridge slot. Sources are saying these are rumors we don't know yet, right? We're still waiting on it. Other details such as backwards compatibility for the Switch games, physical and digital, remains unclear. Nintendo has said it wants to convert as many hundred, uh, excuse me, many of Switch 100 m's plus user base at millions as possible to this next system although third-party publishers are said to have expressed concerns of the legacy support for the switch games could negatively affect sales for the next gen uh, titles now like i say i'm very very excited for that um i, I want to see switch 2 right i want to see what else can they do with the switch what i want to see though is I want to see the Switch, but very innovative. Now, if you're going to sit there and not really do too much to the Switch and just call it Switch 2, and you might upgrade the processor and the memory shortage today, or the memory stock there, but if it looks the same as the first one, how much are you, how much are you charging for it, right? Now, I'm very scarce that this, this console might cost us $500, and let, and let me explain. You look at PlayStation 5, that's 500, minus scalp. Of course, when I got my PlayStation 5, I order it uh, via Best Buy, and I didn't buy, I didn't I didn't get a scalper, I didn't pay from a scalper, right? I paid 500, that, that was the retail price for mine, and thank God I did, because I know a lot of people say, a lot of people paid 700, a lot of people paid 800, a lot of people paid 1,000 for their PlayStation 5. I wasn't going to pay for mine, uh, not that much, so... I'm scared that this console might be $500 simply because Nintendo can and Nintendo's games when they come out some of them are $70 I want to say that Legend of Zelda um, Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom is $70 right so you can only imagine that the amount of pricing that they're going to to upscale when it comes to Switch 2 I, I think it's going to be $500. I don't think it's going to be that retail $300 that we're prone to. It's going to be $500. That's my predictions. Um, but do I want to see Switch 2? Yes, I do. I, I want to see newer games, though. I, I want to see Mario Kart 9. I want to see Super Smash Bros. Universe, right? That's just the name out there, you know? I want to see these things. Um, that way they can kind of compete with the current gen of Xbox Series and PlayStation 5. I want to see this stuff. Um, but comment below. Do you guys think that we're going to see uh, Switch 2 in the second half of 2024? What are your expectations for this? Will you will you want Mario Kart 9 or Super Smash Brothers Universe? Those are just names I'm just throwing out there. I don't even, I don't even think they, they're going to call it that. But do you guys want to see it? Let me know. I'd like to hear from you guys as well for sure. Um, but moving on. We've got James up in the studio, guys. Sports Talk. James Myers, Christina Collins, Tyrus Lester. Good show. Go take a listen right now. After this podcast, that is. James, what we got news today, man? If the season was shorter, there was more actual urgency, and anybody watched the regular season outside of a team getting watched by their home fans, it would have been a huge day. Yesterday was the greatest single day for any baseball player ever. It really was. Let's start with this. Generally, I don't know, let's go with always in the history of baseball. If you threw a shutout in a Major League Baseball game, in the summer heat in America, the hottest we've ever been, over 100 pitches, heavy uniform on, Major League hitters, complete game, one hit shutout, you would be gassed, fried, done. They wrap your arm with heavy towels and ice. You look like a speed bag that Tyson worked on for two hours. That's what Shohei Otani did yesterday. And then he played the second game of the doubleheader and smacked not one but two home runs. There is no comp form on the planet. 
It's the greatest day for any pro athlete ever. Oh, by the way, he now leads baseball in homers, or still does with 38. We found a unicorn. It's real. It's him. He's got a name, Shohei Otani. Retire the term. Again, if baseball was shorter, had more urgency, and we discussed it like other sports with fewer games where the regular season mattered, would we understand what we're watching? I grew up watching baseball, much to the chagrin of my partner Jason McIntyre in the 70s. I can tell you every infield of the National League West. That's what I did. I watched baseball. And the greatest endurance feat of my generation was, say you're Johnny Bench. Day game, Saturday, first of two. You were a catcher, there was AstroTurf. Or you're at Three Rivers in Pittsburgh, Bush Stadium in St. Louis, Veteran Stadium it was called in Philadelphia, AstroTurf. You're a catcher. You're burning 11 pounds off in the first of two. And if you could, as a catcher, Manny Sanguin for the Pirates, you were a Johnny Bench. And you could, in the same game, play catcher with AstroTurf on a Saturday afternoon doubleheader, and then get a base knock in the same game and drive in a run. That was a great feat of endurance. But then Bill Plummer would catch the second game for the Reds in the 70s. They wouldn't dare put Johnny Bench out for the second game of a doubleheader to catch. Oh, Tawny pitched a complete game. Heat, sun, afternoon, shutout. Y'all play the second one and dominate that too. It's incredible what we're watching. It's why the Angels got very few offers for him. It runs counter to what you'd expect. What do you offer for him if there's no guarantees you can keep him? I don't know. You could gut your farm system. You could give away four other high-end players. But to be an ace pitcher, lead the league in all the power stats, and yet run elegantly is hard to describe. It makes Bo Jackson seem sticky. Deion Sanders, niche, just a remarkable performance. All-time stuff, retire the term unicorn. A one-hit shutout, I don't care if the Tigers aren't great, it's Major League Baseball. Afternoon sun, hottest this planet's ever been. And then to whack two home runs. I mean, there's been feats of endurance. This kid is absolutely remarkable. You understand why the Angels said, you know what, we're going to go to the White Sox. We're going to give up prospects. We're going to make a run. You know, I talk about it in the NBA all the time. Certain players deserve, Dame Lillard deserves to play in May. He's too good not to be playing in May and June. Shohei Otani deserves October, wherever it is. We deserve it. He deserves it more than anybody. <laughs> Unbelievable. I sat and watched the replay last night at home. And I don't watch a lot of regular season baseball. All-time stuff. Um. All right, now the second great athlete, Patrick Mahomes. So Joe Burrow is okay, calf strain. Okay, relative to what we thought would have happened had he been seriously injured he limped off the field yesterday and so Joe Burrow is one of many quarterbacks who passed on being in the quarterback documentary for Netflix it would have helped your endorsements it would have helped your brand Joe Burrow said no thanks Dak said no thanks Tua Matt Stafford Jalen Hurts these are Justin Fields all were offered it all said no man I got enough on my table I got enough on my plate so this would have helped all of them. It helps with endorsements. It makes you more money everywhere. And all of those quarterbacks, many of them stars said, so instead Patrick Mahomes said, I'll do it. Got a newborn, high maintenance brother, pressure of the world, Super Bowl on the line. Patrick Mahomes said, yeah, bring it on. Mahomes, Kirk Cousins and Mariota all have done themselves well. They look mature and responsible. They're balancing adult family members, newborns, football pressure, crazy diets, media scrutiny. Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota have never been more likable. And I've never respected all three of these quarterbacks more for what they go through. This is a grown-up job. You have to be mature and you have to be able to compartmentalize. Wives, babies, you know, 
It's hard to have a big chip on your shoulder as an NFL quarterback when there's a burp cloth over it. But Mahomes is one of one. Think about this. Now you add the TV cameras. Amazon's got a series. HBO's got a football series. Netflix does. Quarterback in the NFL is an utter pressure cave. One of the last 14 teams that have been on HBO's Hard Knocks. One of 14. Won a playoff game. One of five in the Amazon series. All or nothing. One of five. I think it was Arizona. Uh, uh, won a playoff game. So that's, that's two of 19. Even in the Netflix series, Kirk Cousins' season ended in disappointing fashion, and Marcus Mariota got benched. And then there's Mahomes. TV cameras hovering, newborn, challenging brother, playing with what, nine or ten rookies, scrutiny of the world, most talked about football player on the earth, won the Super Bowl. Even Tom Brady needed control. Brady controlled his documentary. Tom Brady off-season flies his receivers to him. Tom needed and sought control. Peyton Manning, much respect. He would be the first to tell you, sought control. Mahomes, bring it on. Mahomes, bring it on for real, man. Okay, can't wait to see what they do for sure. So that's going to wrap it up here on our show here today. KLP Aftermath Season 6. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. I really enjoyed this one as well. Happy August 1st to everybody out there. Another month has started. And I, I do say, and Simone said this best earlier in today's show, please stay safe, guys. It's getting hotter. Please stay hydrated. Um, stay safe. Stay hydrated. Drink water every five minutes or so because it's hot. And if you're not drinking water, you're not staying hydrated, you will get sick. You will get headaches. I've had to experience that firsthand. One night, one day I was outside doing some yard work, wasn't drinking water, and 10 minutes later I had a headache. So um, it's just it's a safe thing there. I, I encourage safeness out there, out there for sure. So that's going to wrap it up here. KLP Aftermath Season 6. Thank you guys, James, Monica, and Simone. As always, making sure that we we do our thing. You know, We do our thing every morning. And we have our coffee and we have jokes and we keep in it up. And when the mics come on, we really talk about some great stuff. And I really appreciate y'all for that for sure. That's going to wrap it up here again. I've been your main host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. As always, I would say good morning, Atlanta. Stay safe. Stay swanky. Peace.